0: What's up y'all? Welcome to the Skate Through Life Podcast, the show that works the skills and drills you need to master your life one week at a time through personal development, conquering your fears, and of course, falling on your face then getting back up again. I'm your host, self-mastery coach, amateur roller skater, and outspoken non-binary femme, L. Tommy. Are you ready to roll? Let's lace up and hit the pavement. what's going on skater welcome back one more time (laughs) this is our 30th our 30th week here together and i have been thinking a lot about the evolution of this podcast and very honestly the evolution of myself as i've stumbled my way through showing up here week after week to present it to you it sounded so easy to me in the beginning Like, yeah, I want to make a podcast and just expand on all the things I only get to share in short snippets of content online. That was my entire objective here. To be able to speak with more fleshed out detail about the big ideas, topics, and thought downloads that are generally confined to a photo and a dozen or so words in the content that I share on social media. But a funny thing sort of happens when we're standing in a threshold like this skater. A funny thing indeed, because while I was saying, I just want a place to expand how others understand the work I'm creating and offer to them so that they can go deeper with it. What I didn't realize I was saying was, I want space to explore my own ideas more intimately and go even deeper with myself. My intention was selfless. But my execution week after week, in some ways, became more selfish, more self-indulgent. Particularly my desires around the impact that I want to be making as a coach and a mentor, as well as my impact as a human who just exists in this world. Recently, this recognition, this recognition of change has held me at a standstill. How far out of alignment am I? Do I need to burn it all to the ground and start over? Are these shifts that I've been going through self-evident in what I've been doing and saying anyway? The truth is, skater, I've been feeling something cracking open inside of me. Like I'm about to shed a skin and re-emerge into the world as something new. Maybe as someone new. This past year of my life has included a lot of massive, huge changes for me. Losing a parent alone has created incredibly large change inside of me. But sometimes it can take a while to really understand when we're needing or wanting a change, and it can take even longer to commit to making a change when we know that it's go time. I'm sure you can relate to that, can't you? Anyone who has ever set a New Year's resolution can attest to this. We find ourselves at the end of the holiday season, reflecting back on all that we did or did not achieve in the last year. All the ways in which we feel we let ourselves down or let others down. All the things we said we wanted to do by this time, last year, but never made the time for. All the ways we've been feeling stuck but haven't created a plan of any kind to get unstuck from. And so we start to create goals. Often we create big dreamy goals. Ones that will have us feeling all kinds of inspired as the ball drops at midnight and we launch into the new year filled with bravado and gusto and that feeling that this, yes, this will be our year. This will be the beginning of a fresh chapter. We are finally going to step into the life we've only been dreaming about. And what happens? We start out really strong. We get up earlier, we go to the gym, we meal prep, we get a bullet journal, we pull our painting supplies back out of the closet. And then maybe a few weeks, maybe a couple of months later, we just sort of stop. All that bravado that carried us into the turn of the year dissipated as we slink slowly back to the comforts of what we knew before. The spaces and rhythms and routines that we felt safe in. And then the cycle repeats. I'm not sure if this is a familiar cycle for you, skater, but I know there have been years of my life where this was the cycle for me. The truth is when we think about reinventing ourselves in any way, it begins with a little flutter in the stomach, you know, and it grows to a whole pile of butterflies and deepens into an array of fantasy of us and our new lives as our new selves. And that excitement is gosh darn intoxicating. We drink it up, we bask and bathe in it. We prepare and prime ourselves to commit to stepping into it for real this time. But much like the change between falling into lust and settling into love, the endorphins and butterflies that fuel that first fire of the honeymoon period, they don't last. And as we're met with the realities of the day-to-day of it all, we lose the steam that was once driving us. And if we don't have the anchoring of that in love-equivalent feeling to maintain it, going back to the way things were holds more and more appeal. That is, until the next time we feel stuck. Or the next time that this cycle comes up in another way. So today, I would like to take a moment to explore and address why we end up in these sorts of cycles of being all in to, wait, why was I so excited about this again? Because I think just being aware is going to help you feel so much more confident the next time you recognize the fluttery calling of reinvention stirring somewhere deep inside of you. And maybe, just maybe, you will make it your time. For real this time. This week, we are skating through why an reinvention is so dang hard. And I'm going to offer you some tools to help support you moving through your next one. You're ready? Let's roll. So you've reached your tipping point, skater. This is it. I am ready for a change. Maybe it is to one part of your life, like your relationship with health or your body, or maybe it is a complete overhaul of your present identity. Whatever it is, you know that now is the time. You're done with things staying the way they've always been. You can see yourself in your new identity, and it feels so good. It feels like slipping into a lake on the hottest day of the year. It feels like the first sip of coffee in the morning. The image of it inspires you to reach for it now. You can't wait any longer for this change. Maybe you, like me, are a big preparer like maybe an over-preparer. <laughs> you make the decision, and now you need to go find all of the tools, the new planner, the gym shoes, the juicer, the right personal development book to read. Yes, all of your ducks need to be in a row in order to get started so that things will feel easier and you can just slip into that new identity that has been whispering your name. You want to be prepared, to have the right moment, to be assured that you're ready before anyone else even knows your plan. Maybe you're the opposite of this. You're flailing. Uh, where do I start? What should I do? This is what this kind of person does, right? Maybe there's a video on YouTube I can watch to offer me some insight. I'll just make an announcement to my social media followers that I'm doing this, and that will certainly be my catalyst to change. And so you tell the world. As of this moment, I am now whatever it is, (laughs) and then you stare blankly at your phone screen. Was that it, you wonder? What do I do now? You aren't sure. I see these as the two main types of approaches when we take an identity shift, one being the methodical, planned, and waiting for the right time to strike version, and the other, A snap or public decision, followed by a lot of confusion and overwhelm about what it actually means or how it can be implemented for real. There is nothing wrong with either of these approaches, by the way, we have to start somewhere. What I want to celebrate about both of these types of people is that they have made the decision. Making the decision is the hardest part in a lot of ways. Allowing yourself to tip into the desire that drives the want for change in our lives is the hardest part. It requires self-trust. It requires belief. It requires vision. And for many people, this will be the block that they cannot get past. They're not yet brave enough to make the decision. The issue here is in the planning. Me, like I said, chronic over planner. I want to have every single duck in a row before I begin. Take this podcast as a great example. You know that I made a decision about starting a podcast an entire year before I actually recorded anything. Yep, I needed to make sure that I would have enough ideas. I needed to ensure that there was cover art laid out, which meant I needed a photo shoot. And then when would be the right time to launch? It had to be perfect. And what if I ran out of of ideas like right after I launched? I should have a lot prepared first. You know, I recorded and planned six weeks of this podcast before I so much as uttered a word about it happening to my audience or to anyone else. I was committed to my new identity as a podcaster but I was so scared of getting it wrong or misrepresenting myself that I slept on it for weeks and weeks and months and months. I way over-planned to pre-compensate for not doing it right or doing it well enough. And in this method of reinvention, fear is the driving factor, and so we over-prepare. We try to guess every possible bump that may come up in the road and have a plan in action for that time instead of allowing ourselves to be a beginner and experience the bumps and the growing pains. This is also rooted in perfectionism. We want the smoothest transition into the new identity. It's harder for us to have compassion for ourselves as people in transition or who are learning. On the other side of the coin is of course making a decision with no planning in place at all, for what it means, for where it leads, or for how we want it to actually look in our lives. The struggle there is with no tools, we don't even have as much of a starting place to step off of and into that liminal space between. When it comes to reinvention, doing too much planning becomes a sneaky avoidance tactic for stepping into the hard part of doing the work. And having no plan at all creates a sense of overwhelm or resignation because We felt really prepared to step off the ledge, but not prepared enough for the process of falling. You feel me? Coupled with planning, for me, when I think about the reasons why reinvention can be so hard and lead to sliding back to where we started, is often in the practicality of it. How does this change or these changes integrate with my life currently? How? practically can I implement the changes I'm looking to make in my existing schedule? This is a thing I think that can be hard for us to keep in check when we get really excited about something new, when we get really excited about a new journey or a reinvention of our identity in some way. You may be trying to reinvent yourself as a person who loves the early morning and harnesses that energy, but maybe right now you're a night owl Maybe your body is used to going to bed after midnight and waking up at 9 a.m. Practically speaking, trying to rapid shift your wake-up time to 6 a.m. is not going to be practical. Your internal clock is already wired otherwise. You're effectively putting yourself in a state of jet lag. Or maybe you have kids who demand a lot of your energy resources in the morning. Can morning meditation, reading, or exercise actually integrate with those parts of your lifestyle? When I think about practicality and planning as it relates to reinvention, I have to recognize that for a lot of us, we are, what? Impatient, yeah. We want the reward for our new identity right now. So we try to take on too much too quickly. We go from waking up at 9 a.m. to waking up at 6 a.m. and having a schedule of things that we think we need to achieve to have found success in our reinvented identity as a morning person. And maybe we do find success for a day or two or three, but eventually our internal clock is going to catch up to us. We're gonna feel tired, cranky, and like, what is any of this doing to support me feeling my best anyway? And so we start to hit snooze again. We resign to being a night owl for life. We will daydream about how that life as a morning person might have felt for us. And it will stay just that, a dream. Sometimes the changes we want are going to happen slower than we have the patience for, and that is a massive stumbling block in actually being able to lean all the way into our reinvention and find success in it, in my opinion anyway. These to me are the first three blocks in making a reinvention of any kind stick. Planning, practicality, and taking on too much too soon. Or if we want another P word, patience. All right, skaters. So we've established that identity shifting or reinvention is challenging for smaller reasons than maybe we realized. But there are two big, glaring other components that if you're able to get past the planning, past the practicality, and past the patience of it all, and actually see yourself assuming this new dreamy identity of yourself will sweep you in to pull you right back down to where you started. The first of these is close to us, very close to us. Our concept of personal identity. This is something that is going to sound familiar to you if you are among the millions of people who have ever read James Clear's Atomic Habits. We as humans hold a lot of different identities. You may identify as a mother, father, sibling, partner, spouse, rugby player, musician, poet, gambler, lucky person, farmer, botanist, astrologer, or for that matter, a Taurus, Leo, Pisces, Manny, Jen, projector, reflector, on and on and on. The beautiful thing about identities is that they are personal to us. They are things we want to honor and defend. We want to act in alignment with them. If we hold a personal identity of being a kind person, we weigh that before we respond to someone else when we're upset because we want to be congruent. We want to be kind. We want to be sure others see us as kind as well. Because it is our identity. You following? The example that James Clear uses in his book has to do with smoking. He says in many more words than this that a person who is quitting smoking but still identifies as a smoker is less likely to stay quit than a person who says, I am not a smoker. Smoker is the identity. Not a smoker is also an identity. And if we identify with being a smoker... We may have a smoke here or there because we're trying to quit, but we are still a smoker. When we allow ourselves that reinvention moment and say, I am not a smoker, we also will work to act in congruence with that identity and thus have an easier time not smoking. The identities that we carry for ourselves hold way more impact on our lives and the ways in which we move through the world than you could ever begin to realize. And they're also things that we often take for granted, I think. What are some former identities that you've held in your life? How did it feel as you shed or grew away from them? That's a nice reflection to play with maybe in your journal. Second to our view of ourselves, though, and how we identify is the ways in which other people view us or who they think we are. Have you ever wanted to go through a big shift, but the fear of your relationships kept you with your foot on the brakes instead of allowing yourself the gas? Things like, what will my parents think if I start to live this way? Will my friends not want to be around me anymore if I stop doing X, Y, or Z? Will I still be desirable to my partner if I want to become whatever? Like it or not, almost all of us harbor some people-pleasing tendencies the parts of us who want to belong to the group to be part of the team, or very simply, just to receive love. Change is hard. We talk about that a lot here. The body of work that is my life is in supporting other people through their big transitions and the liminal spaces between identity iterations. But what we don't talk about as much as how hard it might be for each of us to initiate and follow through on change is how changes we make might impact other folks. People can be resistant to change even if the changes are not inside of them. I can think of a number of times in my life where this was true for me and a fear that I was carrying. Every time I've reinvented some aspect of myself, what has held me back most from following through as quickly as I wanted or going through with it at all has had nothing to do with the fear that I wouldn't be able to find a way. It was the fear of what I might lose along the way. More specifically, who I might lose. People really like to feel that they know others in their lives, that like they intimately understand other people, even though it's very, very hard for us to really understand another person. Have you ever gone through a reinvention that felt like it was exactly what you needed and was making you feel so much more like yourself, only to have someone say, this isn't like you. I feel like I hardly know you anymore. I have. (laughs) I really have a few times. It can be easy to feel like we've done something wrong, like we're wrong and internalize those words as a means of shifting means of shifting back to our old selves that didn't feel as free and full as the new self that we are living in it has taken me a lot of years to cultivate the belief that any change or decision that i make that is for my best self also will keep those who really want me to thrive as my best self close and repel those who may not have me in mind as I do that change or go through that up level. The way your people handle your meaningful changes is an excellent indication of their care for you and not for what you do for them. Sometimes this one is going to take more practice and reminding. It will definitely grate on your nerves sometimes and call on you to be really clear with yourself on what you want and why you're in that reinvention in the first place. But on the other side, life will be so much more full for you. I promise. Skills, Jill's time. Are you ready, skater? Heck yeah. So far, this episode, I've addressed why going through a personal reinvention can be so dang hard for us to follow through on. So I'm going to offer you here some ways to navigate these five hurdles and go into your next reinvention, big or small with more confidence than ever before. Because I do really believe that confidence becomes a key indicator in if we keep going and how we keep going through it. We have to be able to continue to build up our confidence in our new identity, in ourselves, as a person who is able to be and have and do those things. But we should start at the beginning. And I mean before we even get into the planning or practicality. And that is with intention. Yes, intention. The answer to the question, why am I reinventing this part of my life or myself in the first place? The more clear and descriptive you can get with this, the deeper your roots can grow to support you through the changes, bumps in the pavement, or tripping over your dang toe stops, which I do all the time. (laughs) Your intention, your why has a very important job. It tethers your desires to your emotions. And when we have an emotional response to anything, we hold it with more revere, and our actions act more in alignment with the emotion than they do with the situations that come up. So allow your intention to be one that inspires you. Become specific in how this reinvention is going to make you feel once you're living inside of it. Like, sit down and close your eyes and transport yourself to that space where you already have completed the reinvention, that you're already living in that new identity. What are the feelings that come up? Are you happier? Are you lighter? Are you more capable? Are you smarter? Are you stronger? Like, allow yourself to stew in those emotions, generate them genuinely inside of you, and just understand how they feel in your body. Use that as the inspiration, as the guiding post to move forward. If you start here, everything else will become much easier to navigate. The next hurdle we need to learn to spin around is in planning. Do not make my mistake and plan excessively in the name of readiness or in the name of not actually having to start, but feeling like we're making progress. Create a plan for yourself that is easy to understand, actionable, and specific. And also include one or two safeguards for when things are hard. All I want when I think of planning is to find the sweet spot between action and inaction because momentum comes from taking action. It doesn't have to be a big action. Momentum snowballs. It's about consistent little actions. Endless planning is inaction. Put the skates on and start to roll. Take the first step. Determine what moving forward looks like on the smallest scale day over day. Maybe, in the instance of the waking up earlier example I gave, the initial plan is simply to go to bed 15 minutes earlier each night and wake up 15 minutes earlier every morning until your body is climatized to the new internal clock. That becomes the first series of steps. And then you can start to focus on what activities you'll want to fill that morning time with once you're in the small habit of waking up at the new time. It comes first. Small steps over time lead to the big and more importantly, the lasting changes. And this is all in alignment with that practicality piece. Be honest with yourself about what is actually going to be practical for you. How much do you know yourself to be able to do or take on at a time? What time of day will be the best time to add something new to your routine? If part of your reinvention involves having resources, financial resources, time resources, energy resources, are those going to practically be available to you? If you're removing a habit like smoking, what are the realistic triggers and how can you work towards removing, reducing, or working around them? Having an awareness of where you are right now as well as some plans in place for if you slip up, miss a day, whatever, whatever, is not a sign that you don't believe in your ability to go through the reinvention. I think it's quite the opposite. I see this all as loving yourself so much that you want you to succeed. Plan for the inevitable bumps in the road. You don't need to overplan. Just small plans like know how to get yourself re-inspired. How to talk yourself back into picking back up again. It is just like putting on your elbow pads before trying a new trick. Maybe you won't need them, but if you do wipe out, you will be so happy they were strapped on. When it comes to our internal identities, we do need to get honest with ourselves. A big question to come to terms with when you're considering a reinvention or shift in identity is... Which identities do I hold that are in competition with or in opposition to the identity that I want to have now? Those identities we are reinventing, i.e. shifting away from, did serve us a purpose at some point in our lives after all. What do they mean to us now? What about letting go of them feels scary? Who are you without the identity of being a smoker or student or woman or someone who doesn't eat meat, whatever it is for you? I want to offer here the space to take a moment of time with any of these pieces of yourself and thank them for what they gave you and your life. Honor them for being part of you and let go of them loving you, loving you. Let go of them lovingly. This part may feel conflicting for you. I know I myself have had a really hard time with holding space for past versions of myself who didn't know what I know right now, who acted in ways that I don't think would be congruent for me in this moment anymore. But I remind myself that because of all of the things that that person did and went through that I am where I am now. And every mistake that they made led me to learning the answers and being able to move through life differently now. And I need to hold space for every identity that I've held before the identity that I am in, in this moment. It's about the honoring. So hold a small celebration of life for them. Let them know that they'll not be forgotten as they taught you the lessons that led you exactly to where you are right now. And where you are right now is just as important as where you're trying to move. When we talk about reinvention, meet yourself where you are. Now, finally, let us address all of the elephants in the room. I do think it's too easy to say, don't worry about what other people think of you. It doesn't mean that we always can. It doesn't mean that the words of others who we love or respect don't impact us. They absolutely do. I know they do for me anyway. Like I said, every reinvention that has had big intention, a big why around it for me, has triggered all of my rejection wounds and made me worry that I was not going to be able to keep the people I love around me if I really went through with it. So we do need to have some means of managing our expectations of others and knowing our own boundaries with other people, especially when we're making life changes that mean the most to us. The very first thing I do try to do is to enact patience. When I came out as non-binary in 2021, this felt, and I'll be very honest, still feels like the biggest thing for me, having patience. I remind myself often that for some people in my life, they've known me for decades as a woman. They are used to referring to me in feminine terms. They're used to using she, her pronouns exclusively. It is a habit and habits can take time and reminders to break. If you're making big changes in your life and you want your people on board, try to be patient with them. Be patient with them learning those new parts of you. Be generous and kind in your reminders to them if they make a mistake. It's hard because for us, sometimes the reinvention is the most important part of what we're managing in our internal landscape. But for someone else, it may not carry the same weight. Recognize those in your life who are making the effort, and those who seem to ignore you when you tell them for the 300th time that you aren't doing that anymore, don't identify that way anymore, or whatever it is. Those who dismiss, overlook, or straight up insult you in your reinvention, yeah, those are red flag folks. And sometimes they aren't going to make it through with you. Only you know who they are and how you feel about those connections, though. But I think we can be hasty sometimes when we're caught up in all the emotions surrounding our own reinventions of cutting people off, maybe before we've given them a chance to really catch up with where we are, because we've had a lot of time to really think about it, to consider why we're doing it, what it means to us, how we see ourselves. It can take time for other people to catch up, to recognize. And I do think that being patient can really support keeping relationships that are meaningful to us in our lives for the people in your life who are on board with your reinventions again big or small obviously my example is obviously my example of gender identity is much different than say becoming a vegetarian or something but the people who get it who make the effort who support and uplift you focus your time and energy into those relationships. That has helped me enormously in continuing to have confidence and feel validated in myself. This may mean less time than usual for a little while with someone who you generally spend a lot of time with. And it may mean becoming close with someone who before was more of an acquaintance. Allow for those shifts, the shifts inside of you as well as outside of you. Stay close to the energy that is supporting your changes and encouraging your growth. Those are the same people who will also be there through the next ones too. Reinvention is hard, y'all. It really is because it calls on us to be really self-aware, deeply motivated and resilient enough to manage bumps in the road and other people skating the track of life with us. But when we can commit to a reinvention that is important to our hearts and the directions we're going and see it through, we're able to see ourselves in a different light, are able to witness ourselves growing and changing and becoming more confident in these new iterations of who we are. This is self-mastery at its finest, babe. And if you need support and someone to skate with with you through your own reinvention, Don't wait any longer, stop putting it on the back burner. It is important, it is worth it. You do deserve to step into the life that you have just been dreaming about. Being scared is okay, but if what you need is support or help, let's talk about it. Let's talk about where you're going and how I can help you make a plan to get there, no matter what debris gets thrown in the road. Send me an email. Visit me on Instagram at yourcoachelle or head over to my website ellentommy.com and let's connect about it right now. (laughs) I believe in you and I want to see you believe in yourself too. i see you back here next week, skater. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for skating with us today, friend. I hope you took away the tips you need to keep rolling on your own self-mastery journey. Be sure to find me over on Instagram at your coach L for even more insight and feel free to reach out to me there with any skills or drills you would like to see covered here on the show. You can also visit me at ellentommy.com to learn more about working with me one-on-one. Now go enjoy some rest, marinate on our lessons today, and I'll see you back here next week. Love ya. Love yourself too.